0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Good day and welcome in a roller coaster of a stock market. How does that make you feel? Is it too much for you? Even today, I woke up, 4 a.m., looked at the futures, down 300, and then snap. Market opens, and we're up 150-plus on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Keep in mind, that's just 30 stocks. So it's really tough to say that's the end-all, be-all. But same thing yesterday. We had a 1,000-point move yesterday from the low to the high. That's insane. Roller coaster. With that said this is the dawn of the age of Aquarius. This is the dawn of more volatility. We went basically a year with the markets just going, uh, I'm going higher. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take a day off, but I'm going to go higher. And it just wasn't, it was nice. You know, we slowly made money. Um, Now it seems like you can make it fast or lose it fast. And that'll change. So this is telling us something. A change is in the wind. People who bet on volatility, I think, are loco in the cocoa. But you have the ability to do that on Wall Street. And I think that's... What do you get for that? What a bet, you know, in my opinion. So depending on one's vantage point... There's some signs of resilience of not selling off, or there's some lackluster conviction. Sellers went away yesterday. Talking about, talking about going away, Steve Wynn steps down as CEO of Wynn Resorts. What up with these crazy rich people and how they spend their money and ask for, how shall we say, loving favors in exchange to be in their presence? Or in their employment. Crazy. Are you crazy? Uh, no, I'm not crazy. Just, I mean, good God, there's enough adult entertainment in Vegas that you don't have to be asking employees, right? Who knows? It's not even all allegations, or if it is allegations, I don't know. So anyway, notwithstanding that crazy rebound, you know, how do you feel about that, that jarring sell-off? That's, that's a for-real thing. It's telling us something is changing. So we went from no volatility to volatility. Imagine like being in a relationship that goes from you know uh, a lot of passion and no passion. What's changing? Something psychological is changing, right? So interest rates are moving higher and people are starting to think about that, but that's not it, that's not all of it. Earnings are coming up better uh, than expected, that's nice. Some companies that were left for dead, like Snap, had a better-than-expected fourth-quarter results. Oh, Snap. And there's another internet roadkill, superhighway roadkill company named Twitter. Um, They're in their mid-20s now, and you're like, weren't they at 14 recently? Same thing can happen with Snap, and they're kind of seen together, because if advertisers are willing to advertise on Snap, and advertisers probably are willing to advertise on Twitter, and if advertisers are willing to... You know, you see where it's going. And Facebook's coming out of this whole Russian election thing with a pretty big black eye. Um, you know, I, what actor was it yesterday that basically said, I'm quitting Facebook because, oh, it was um, Jim Carrey. And he says, you should quit Facebook, too, which I, I find offensive. Like, don't tell me how to live my life. You're, you're, uh, you're a comedian, you know, you're an actor. Don't tell me I don't live my life. But anyway, he, there's this black eye that Facebook is left with that they got used and they, they took money and that doesn't come across as the like advertisers don't want that. They don't want to be side by side by that. Snap's going to broadcast some of the Olympics this week um, live on Snap, so they'll have some encouraging news there. Snap referred to people in their earnings report. They said they're we're doing better with the older people and. You know, the follow-up question was, what's older? People over 35. Older used to be over 50. Uh, AARP caught and Taxio. You know, that's older. But no, now it's 35.
0: You're darn tootin'. So,
1: I'm going to start saying you're darn tootin' in life and see if it gets me anywhere. Something tells me people won't love me. So when Resorts. Steve Win resigns. And um, oddly enough, um, stock goes higher. One of the encouraging signs about yesterday's rebound was the outperformance of the cyclical sectors. Their relative strength suggests investors were refocusing their thoughts on, and understanding on the economic growth. And um, you know, Donald Trump comes out and tweets. You know, people used to sell the stock market on, or used to buy the market on good news. Now that today, now people are selling the market on good news. There's a lot of good news coming. Um, I'm actually going to agree with that. There's a lot of good news coming. But we're also starting to line up. There's the good news, to, hey, it's kind of built in. And when you have unemployment at 4%, there's probably only one way for it to go either 3.9% creates some like wage inflation, um, or higher unemployment 4.1, 4.2, 4.3. That's a bit of the problem. You know, I have a family member who doesn't have a job. and doesn't have a job in four years. Here we are at 4% unemployment. You have to be depressed. You have to not want a job. So, in my opinion. so Or you just want to mooch off your spouse. So, there's that too. So, um, FactSet is a company that reports on corporate earnings. And earnings are part of the fundamental picture right now. And they say that for 2018, earnings are supposed to increase 16.8%. And and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So um, the market can hold on that. Now, again, I think somewhere around six to nine months, things start getting a little bit dicier as we get closer to the midterm elections, as we get closer to, okay, we just had a great year. Do we have a greatest year the following year? Or do we, like, I think some expectations will start coming down. Um, But it's a little too early for me to, like, get out the stamp and, like, you know put it into cement uh but that's what i'm thinking so will today be one of those elusive days where it's just a boring day or will the the short-term memory of the jarring sell off come up and scare us again i don't know so that's that's a good question elon musk says we want a new space race space races are exciting oh also one more thing about this week that we have to start thinking about Congress is close to the mother of all budget deals of the Trump era. Um, we got 48 hours. The House passed a bill Tuesday to fund the government through March 23rd, along with a full year funding for the Pentagon. The plan is expected to be dead on arrival in the Senate, where leaders are working on a separate, expansive deal. The Senate deal would extend government funding in the short term, while paving the way for a broader budget deal. Some House members are wary of the early details of the Senate deal, Shutdown deadline is end of business Thursday. So if we take a look at it right now, today's Wednesday. So tomorrow night, we have today and tomorrow to trade on the markets. And are we walking into yet another government shutdown? And How will the market handle that, to be quite honest with you? It's a really, really good question. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Got a seminar coming up in early March. You can find out more about it by going to RobBlackShow.com. Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's RADIO25.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on
1: the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz.
2: And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7.
1: <laughs> I'm Rob Black talking money investing, retirement, save more money this year, that should be one of your goals, lose a little bit of weight this year, floss your teeth this year, how, those are three good ones for me, then I get into some other goals, but that's not here nor there, so anyway, um, Disney reported numbers yesterday, it's a world, da, 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 da. Um, Disney's got solo coming out, Disney's got a Han solo coming out this summer. Disney's got a small world. Disney's got that football player. Who's it going to Disney World? Disney was around when I was a little kid. Disney will be around when my little kids have little kids. Can you tell I like Disney? Do I care about a stock market that's down? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No! And it ain't over now. When there's a down market, shouldn't you be thinking to yourself, what is something that's going to be around? Disney has this princess that they keep locked up in a basement, and they have a chain around her neck, and her name is Cinderella. And they drag her out every couple of years, and somehow she keeps working for them. I remember Cinderella when I was a kid. So, and the whole idea, the whole idea is still magical in there. Ooh, the Magic Kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I
1: uh, can now, coach like that, of course. You cancel- it, is Mary Poppins, is Mary Poppins Disney? Because I know there's a Mary Poppins sequel coming out soon. Not sequel, but remake, live, action. Um, so, anyway, would I buy Disney today? Yes. And will they benefit from a slightly better tax rate? Yes. A couple things. Here's where I'm I'm scared on Disney. Because you have to play both sides, right? TV is a problem. ABC is a problem. ESPN is problematic, although they seem to be working on it. So I thought the conference call with Disney was fascinating. If Bob Iger were to run for president, I'd vote for him. I know you're saying, that man commands authority. And I must respect his authority. So he's coming up with this idea to take on Netflix. And he's come up with a pricing plan for an ESPN non-cable service, 4 a month. He's trying to strategic positioning it as a superfan supplement for the US TV bundle ESPN channels rather than a substitute. What he's basically trying to do is saying, "We know there's cord cutters, and we know cord cutters still want live sports. Four ninety nine a month is pretty interesting for sports. Spring launch. Um, and will it have everything we need? It's another streaming. It's another streaming service, right? We talked a little bit about the delay of. ESPN, not ESPNs, but Disney's entertainment service launched until late 2019. So Disney's got Pixar. Disney has Marvel superheroes. Disney has Star Wars. And Disney said, Netflix said, we'd like to continue to show those. If you don't mind, we'll pay you. And Disney says, no, we're taking our ball and going home. God, didn't you hate that kid growing up? No, perfectly, perfectly good football game going on with the boys, and Jimmy's like, I gotta take my ball. I'm taking my ball, I'm taking my ball and going home, and you just, you just want to slap him. So Disney has said that they're going to come up with an entertainment service product similar to an ESPN 4.99 a month thing. Um, it's interesting because they could do a superhero channel. Um they could license their star wars franchise yesterday they said j.j abrams not j.j abrams but the the guys from game of thrones uh weiss and minioff um they're gonna create three more star wars films so not only do we get solo and then we get the final jedi film then we're gonna get three a whole new trilogy and a whole new trilogy so Rain Johnson who just made episode 8 he's gonna create a trilogy for Disney Star Wars and the guys who did Game of Thrones are gonna create a trilogy and these movies pull it in 500 million to a billion dollars would I buy Disney in a down market Hell yeah I would should you I don't know you might be 67 years old you might have rheumatoid arthritis you may need that money for your 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 doctor I don't know. So further in their conference call, they said, okay, so we're going to have some sort of service launch late 2019. They've moved it from first half of 2019 to late 2019. They want to compete with Netflix. They want to offer cert- this, all their content because that's what they have. They have that woman, Cinderella, who's trapped in a basement. Someone go free her. She's in Disney's castle. But they also just acquired Fox's um, content minus the sports channels and the business channels. Um, So they got Fox, who's been creating content for years and years and years and years, and and TV shows. And then they got cash taxes that are going to remain a little lower than book taxes. So they, they feel pretty good about where they are there. Then they talked about Netflix, has rights to any Disney films made in 2016, 2017, 2018, for quite a long time. So... They're, they're, they're throwing that out there. So they're still kind of licensing to some other people. And then the Hulu loss should be $100 million larger in 2018, and total equity losses in 2018 will be about $250 million higher than expected year over year. What's interesting about that is we forget they picked up majority control of Hulu. Um, so Disney's going to very quickly, very quickly have a service on their hands that's comparable to Netflix. And they're going to have a service on their hands that you know, is generations of content, but they still have a problem. They still have a problem. Um, they still have that, that, that TV, ABC and ESPN cord cutters. Um, people don't like $150 cable bills to, and you know, if you get a digital antenna, you get, you know, people don't like commercials. So, you know, the average commercial watch on snap is 10 seconds. People don't like commercials anymore. Younger people, Uh, You're darn tootin' people don't like commercials. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in March. Sign up at RobBlackShow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black. black, black, black. Got a big black. seminar coming up, March 8th, black. retirement income strategies and estate planning. It's going to be in the Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. Registrations, twenty five dollars. Passive versus active portfolio management. What stocks are we buying now, and why? What to do in a down market. What to do in an up market. Good and bad retirement products. CFP Chad Burton will be there. But first, CFP Chad Burton does the Tuesday, Wednesday morning show from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here. And this morning I found it interesting. I was talking about small businesses in the Bay Area because I know there's a lot of them out there, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, and I also know that there's a lot of um, contractors. I'm a contractor, so I wear a big contracting hat. But let's have CFP Chad Burton talk a little bit more about this.
2: Let's again talking about those that immediately had the sentiment shift that I said I'm moving out of the Bay Area. I'm going to move my business. I'm going to pay way more taxes. Again, that might not necessarily be the case. It's very case by case basis because of how much AMT you might have paid in the past. And top rates have come down. AMT is still around, but it's changed drastically. Um, And if you own real estate, you might be better off. So what I mean by that is that if you've happened to invest in real estate, you own rental properties. Um, it's the, the calculation of what your new deduction is in terms of real estate income is pretty simple. So if you're married filing jointly and you make under 315,000 or you're single and you're, and and let's not make, let's say taxable income. So if you're 315,000 married, if your taxable income is less than three hundred fifteen thousand, or if you're single, your taxable income is less than 157,000 and you have a rental property, you can take a new 20% deduction on your net income. So what that means, if you have $60,000 of rental income and 20000 in interest deductions from your mortgage, 20000 of depreciation and other expenses that you might take, so you have a profit, essentially, of $20,000 on your Schedule E, the way that it looks like. And again, consult a tax advisor before you obviously take any action on this stuff, because it's all very new. That means your profit of 20000 your kind of your positive cash flow, if you your taxable income is under those limits that I mentioned, you get to take a 20% deduction on that number. Or in this case, if your profit's 20000 on your Schedule E, 20% of that, it's a $4,000 additional tax deduction that you didn't have before. And that's not it's, – it's just a deduction. It's the, before, we had this above-the-line, below-the-line stuff. It's a new deduction. We don't even have a form for it yet. Now, if you are over those limits, there's a phase-out that occurs, and your phase-out starts to hit. So if you're married, filing jointly, and your taxable income is over 315, you start hitting the phase-out where you you go into this other range. And the range no longer becomes a simple calculation. It drops down to 2.5% of the acquisition cost of the building plus improvements, so this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Because what about if you bought the place years and years and years and years ago, and now it's worth a ton of money? Well, it's the acquisition cost from the way that I understand it. So if you have, let's say, you have this total uh, property that the total value is one million seven hundred fifty thousand, and back in two thousand ten, you put a mil- you bought it the the place for a hundred one point five million. Right, if you have one million of that's the building, five hundred thousand of that's the land, and then you eventually put two hundred fifty thousand dollars in improvements. Well, the land doesn't count. So what they look at is the purchase of the building of a million plus the two hundred fifty thousand of improvements. So you get to take two and a half percent of the one million two hundred fifty thousand. So basically, you look at. The acquisition cost of the building plus any of your improvements, and if, and then you get 2.5% as an extra deduction each year. So w- what's interesting to me is that, okay, well, well, a lot of people look at this and say, okay, I might be now selling some of my old stuff that has a very low acquisition cost of the building to buy new stuff, which has a higher acquisition cost so that I can take a larger deduction. Well, if you do that i don't think i don't i'm not sure yet how the ten thirty one thing is going to exchange over because your basis moves over, but maybe it's a new acquisition cost um, Maybe some people say I will pay capital gains on my old stuff and buy something new so I get a bigger tax deduction there's a lot of calculations that are going to have to be run, and what's crazy is that if you make a certain amount of money if you're a certified financial planner if you're a CPA or an accountant, you don't get to take any of these business deductions, these new business deductions that we talk about, yet we're all going to have so much more work as a result of this tax code, because there's so many crazy things about it that need to be clarified. And we're finally getting some tax software that can you know, run projections. I think TurboTax, as of today, is supposed to have kind of a side-by-side comparison, and H&R Block is coming out here shortly. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things that are going to happen as a result of this. So, long story short, if you own real estate, you own positive cash flow real estate, and if you, it doesn't matter if it's in an LLC or you just have it pass through on your Schedule E, if you make under $350,000 taxable income if you're married or $157,500 if you're single, you get basically 20% deduction on your net, on your profit, on your Schedule E. That's, that's pretty good. And then it changes, though, so you still get some sort of a deduction if you make over that amount. Now, what's going to be interesting is how we deal with the business side of things. Because the business side of things is even more complicated. And the IRS, this to this tax law... There's already lawsuits going on because of that thing that I just mentioned. There's certain businesses get a 20% deduction or a certain amount of their payroll as a new deduction. Um, There's another formula in there. But then this law just carved out service professionals and said that if you make over a certain amount, it's just gone. You don't get it at all. And That's just totally unfair tax treatment. How can you carve out a certain group of people and say, you don't get a benefit from this new tax law change? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, So what you're going to see is a lot of interesting things go on with businesses where a service professional, let's say you're a CPA, but you also invest in a bunch of real estate. Maybe they combine those two companies into one and it becomes something different. Or you see a bunch of different businesses get together all in one office building and it becomes a real estate magnet type of a situation. There's all sorts of crazy articles out there on loopholes that this has created and does the IRS have the resources right now to even create the forms, let alone go after and close some of the loopholes that are created from this? It's
1: a little bit more on Snap. Snap. Their revenue growth blew away everyone in the fourth quarter and the stock is soaring. They talked about users. They've got 187 million daily active users, thanks to improvements made to their Android version of Snapchat app. CEO Evan Spiegel says Snapchat's delayed redesign is testing well and will launch for everyone during the first quarter of this year. They're going to show live video of NBC's Olympic coverage, which should give them closer ties to traditional TV networks and Snapchat's parent company, Snap. Um, This is a company that had a lot of missteps. A lot of missteps. And what I'm talking about is that they came out and they came out with those um, snap goggles things, the sunglasses that had a camera in it. And they were like, we're a camera company. Mm. Wall Street doesn't think so. Wall Street thinks you're a social media company. Uh, I mean, they got the lenses that are fun and they're kind of sexy and the pictures go away. Although I was reading some discouraging um, research yesterday about teenagers and, you know, the suicide rates are going up, um, pressure on social media, pressure on young girls to send sexy photos, um, starting at the age of eight, nine, um, teachers are having problems with students because in a classroom of 25, all 25 people are on their phones during class. Um, doesn't sound, doesn't sound too just dis- It doesn't sound too untrue. Does it? And, uh, it's the one that discourages me is the sexualization of our children, It's just so not needed. So it'll come. It'll happen. Like we don't need to push it. I know you're saying, "Shut up, Rob! Tell me about cryptocurrencies." Well, they're making a big comeback today. I can tell you that much. Um, You know, they they played with that six thousand level. Now they're playing with the seventy seven hundred level. The market for digital currencies was a a tear. Yesterday afternoon, after two major regulators addressed members of the cinema on cryptocurrencies, that's a scary thing. Bitcoin picked up twelve plus percent in afternoon trading yesterday, and today it's it's carrying out some more bullishness because the regulators said we're taking a do not harm approach to the crypto market, but they're monitoring it. Um, how do you pay taxes on Bitcoin? How do you? There's a lot of questions that regulators really want to know. There's a a big. Uh, not festival, but when you get together on an island and party. There's a big cryptocurrency party going on in the Bahamas right now. A lot of nerds getting together talking about becoming billionaires. The nerds one day will inherit the earth. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black's Show. Don't forget about that seminar coming up on the 8th of March at the Crown Plaza in Foster City. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW Radio app. How cool would it be to be Sting for one day? I know you're saying, "Live in the real world, Black." What's wrong with you? We're talking money investing and more. Find me online at or find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. We don't get enough phone calls on the show, so it turns into, what do I think is the best thing to do? And that's not always the best way to do a show, in my opinion. Um, something I'll throw out there for you, for instance, is I'm a big fan of trying to understand how to handle stressful markets. I think it's super important that you know we all kind of work together. And Monday, I remember looking at the market going, wow. That was a big drop and then yesterday we opened down 600 and we closed <laughs> up 500 that's a thousand points and again it, the percentages aren't as crazy as they used to be because at down 25,000 you know thousand points is less powerful uh than a thousand points at 15,000 or 12,000 but the fever's fall on monday it's like okay hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy right don't panic um it's no time to panic <laughs> it's not the titanic as i slowly walk towards the uh, uh life rafts and i'm counting the life rafts how many life rafts are there and how many people that i do put on my wig <laughs> no no it's not that bad it's not a one-way ticket to losing a fortune take a breath consider your options yes if you bought in the month of january you're going did i buy it a high and that stinks but number one, don't panic. If you completely exit stocks when things are down, you've sold. You've now committed. If you bought Apple at say one seventy five, and it's at one sixty, you can always wait for it to go back up. You know that they're going to get a repatriate a ton of cash. You know they're going to buy back a ton of shares. You know that they're going to sell a ton of phones. Even if they, here's the thing, their new HomePod, it's a great sounding speaker. It only really works with Apple Music, and it really only works with your phone, and it doesn't even connect to the phone terribly well. The reviews are pretty nasty on it. They don't want to work with Google. They want to be their own little world, and they're fine with that. But don't panic. It's important when markets are getting crushed. Experts have been predicting a correction for quite a while, and we got one. 10% is a great thing. You want to consider buying the dip? I was eating lunch, and you know I told you every time uh, I took a bite of salad the The market goes down another hundred points. I was like, "Whoa, I better stop eating salad um guy next to me is like he's on his computer and he's typing away furiously, and he's like he's buying stocks. I'm like, what you buying?" Oh was, that's a good one. And he told me another one. I like, oh, I like that one too um so it was fun i you mean know, he he wealthy dude gets it. Buy when you can, not when you have to. The nation's unemployment rate is at 4.1. So consider the dip and go, we got the lowest level of employment since 2000. The tax cut package is on its way. Corporations are going to benefit. Individuals are going to benefit, except for Californians and New Yorkers, in my opinion. Um, But if you decide to snap up shares at a lower price, just know that it can go lower. There's no guarantee But there is something to think about. Um, I see an opportunity in financials, healthcare, and industrials right now. I favor stocks related to the e-commerce boom. I favor social media. I favor stocks tied towards China and robotics. Domo erigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. I have a list of stocks in my head, and I could actually write them down. I want to say that, yes, the era of the low interest rate environment where money was easy, it was growing on trees. You could pick money off trees. It was heaven. You can get a mortgage for 3.6%, 3.4%. Do I hear 3.3%? I saw a 30-year mortgage go at 3.3%. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Um, So consider buying them on the dip, but you have to have a shopping list in your head so that You know, you're not going, oh, I'll take that one. you go, I'll take Cisco. And you suddenly buy the Cisco router switch company instead of Cisco, the trucking company. Very different Cisco's. And there's also the other Cisco, the thong, 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 thong. Um, uh, You don't want to buy the the R&B singer. So he's way too expensive. So another thing you could do is wait and watch. The market could rebound. And oddly enough, by Tuesday it (laughs) did. It took 24 hours, a bad Friday, a bad Monday, a bad open on Tuesday, and it closed up 500-plus points. Um, There's going to be more volatility this year. You know, last year was the year of the women. Last year was the year that the stock market had new volatility. What will this year be? Do you know on 2001, 9-11... August of 2001, the big story was the summer of the shark. There was like four shark bitings. And then Osama bin Laden takes down two towers and hits the Pentagon. And it became the summer of terror. Everyone thinks of 9-11-2001. We all think of that as, you know, where were you? But before that, it was the year of the shark. Understand that the sell-off could also be a blip. Did you know that since 1900, the United States has seen 125 corrections at 10% or more? That's one a year. And eventually we hit all-time highs. Right now, we're about 5% from an all-time high. Oh, and what a Monday and Friday it was. The stock market has a positive annual returns in 20 of the last 37 years. Um, Dips can refresh. You don't wanna scream yell. You don't wanna sell, sell, sell as you're running towards the exits. On occasion, you wanna see where the life rafts are, just so you know. Anytime I go into a restaurant, I look for the exits, just in case. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He
1: was one of the most respected generals in the military.
0: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. (laughs)